0: Good morning, good morning Facebook family. Good, good morning, morning family, good morning friends, good morning brothers and sisters, Facebook family, church family, family family, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> God's family yes. all over the world, amen, good morning and welcome, we're excited to be here this morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We wanted to say Merry Christmas to you all together because we won't be seeing you before Christmas, we'll be seeing you after Christmas after the holiday and we want you guys to enjoy the holiday enjoy your family enjoy your friends just share love call people text people let people know that you care about them christmas is about caring it's about loving yes so glory yes. be to god enjoy this christmas season amen you know uh, when we when you think about christmas uh we, we know that, um, well, through Bible study, you know, over, over time, we learned that this is just the time that we celebrate the birth of Christ. Doesn't necessarily mean that this is the time, <clears throat> this is his actual birthday, December 25th. Yeah. We know that's not the case, but that's okay because this is the time that we've chosen to recognize his birth. And his birth is important. Amen. His birth is critical. Amen. And so we want to celebrate that. But we want People during this Christmas season to uh, uh, to be mindful of Christ, be mindful of how much God loves us. And as Pastor Berlin said a second ago, she talked about love, uh, and that we would walk in love during this season recognizing that God was walking in love when he did what he did, yes. when he sent his son into this earth. Yes. So you, we want this to be a season of love. We don't want to look at you know, any, everything critical anymore. Let's just take, let's take a week off from criticism. Mm. Just one week. Mm. Let's take a week off and then we can maybe go two weeks into a new year and only think of the possibilities that word are in God. Christ Jesus. In so Jesus. thank you for joining us. Amen. And uh, I'm going to step away. you can going to step away. Where are you going? Over there. Don't go far. Oh. All right. Hey, family. <laughs> Praise God. Well, glory to God. We're going to get into the word of God. Remember, Through our studies, we've learned that, and we know that all of God's motives are love. All of his motives are love. Even when Adam and Eve failed, in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 15, I'm going to turn over there. Even when Adam and Eve failed, God had a plan. He had a plan before the foundation of the world. And we'll look specifically at Genesis chapter 3, 15. This was after Adam and Eve had become disobedient and they had fell. And in God being the loving God he is, he approaches the adversary, the devil. And he says to him in verse 15, he says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between your seed and her seed. And it shall bruise your head, and thou shall bruise his heel. I think the head blow is the most is the deadliest blow. But thank God that God saw fit to uh to to make a way of escape for you and I. And so and even as we read, we find out that even when Adam and Eve tried to cover themselves, when they were fig leaves that God said that was insufficient, you cannot cover yourself, and he covered them with uh with uh, with animal skins and uh basically saying that you can't cover yourself only i can cover you and god understood that knew that of course before the foundation of the world and so he made a way he did a wonderful and awesome thing for you and i he says that i'm going to send someone who is going to um uh who is going to deliver you and who's going to cover you who's going to love you and uh and, and it's just awesome. Let's go take a look over at Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, and we're going to look at verse 6. Isaiah, chapter 9, and verse 6. <clears throat> Give me a second to get here. I know I don't have my iPad, but um, sometimes I like to flip the pages in a Bible, too, because it won't act up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, and uh, verse 6, you know what, I think I'll go back and even read uh, above that. I'll start it uh, at verse 1. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not, I mean, shall not be touched as it was with her vexation. And such, uh, uh, I'm sorry, and when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. And after it did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan and in Galilee uh, of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They, have, they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nations and not increased the joy. They joyed before thee according to the joy and harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder and the rod of his oppressor, and in the day of Midian. That's in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise, and garments rolled in blood, and he shall be uh, uh, I'm sorry, and this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Awesome. That is so awesome. God says here, For unto us, in verse 6, a child is born. And unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Yes. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Yes. So he sent one. Wonderful. Meaning wonderful, meaning miraculous. Great and wondrous. And he will accomplish and perform things for mankind that mankind couldn't accomplish and perform for himself. He will do things that mankind cannot comprehend with his natural mind. Things that can only be revealed. He would do things that can only be revealed by the spirit of the living God. And so, and he he will accomplish these things for all of eternity. Glory to God. And he will do, he, did, he, would, he would just do things that men comprehend. How great is our Savior. Mm-hmm. He was the incarnate, the son of God, the son of man. Amen. And he was called counselor, which means he will advise us, he'll guide us, uh, he will bring resolve, and he'll speak to our hearts, he'll live and dwell on the inside of us, and he'll always speak to our hearts. You know, I was reading today, studying about the anointing of God, and it's just so awesome how that anointing is in the believer, is in the the spirit of the believer, to teach us and to live and to guide us. Amen. Amen. And then, so we... And then he was called what he says he's the everlasting father, he's one with his father. it is God who put himself in the body in the form of his son that would come to this earth to deliver his people to deliver each and every every one of us <clears throat> and in verse seven said, in the uh, of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom." to order it, to establish it with judgment. Glory to God. With justice from henceforth forever, uh, I'm sorry, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Thank you, God. God is the God of justice. He's the God of uh, judgment. He's the God of mercy. He's the God of peace. He's the God of peace. Hallelujah. And we see Jesus he sent the one into this earth to make peace. You know, the scripture said, well, we'll, we'll go there. Let's look over at um, what Jeremiah, uh, uh, Zachariah says over in Luke chapter 1 and verse 79. The book of Luke chapter 1 and verse 79. And he says here to, uh, glory to God. He says, uh, I'll read verse 78. Through the tender mercy of God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Aren't you glad that we have peace with God? Amen. Aren't you glad that Jesus or Yeshua, Jesus, is the Lord, means the Lord of salvation. He is the Lord of salvation. And God sent him into this earth as a wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. The everlasting Father. Glory to God. And so, and as we go on, we say we have this tremendous peace with our our Lord and Savior. The Prince of Peace, Shalom. Uh, The Hebrew word for peace is Shalom. And in that word, you have one who makes us whole. When Christ reigns in your heart, you are whole. When this Christ that he sent comes to live and dwell in your heart, you are made whole. Another word is full. You are full and lacking nothing in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. It means to pay or render. I don't have to worry about the future because I know that his, that his word, Jesus, has paid for for my provision, he paid a debt that I couldn't pay. God sent him into this earth, uh, put him in a body, uh, and uh, put himself into the body in the form of his son, so that you and I could be delivered. God has always had uh, peace in mind for his people. Jerusalem is called the city of peace. Another word, also, and we won't go into the details of it for. For Shalom is peace, meaning perfect, perfect. We are complete in Him, complete. Glory to God. And then, uh, and then in Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine, verse eleven, he says, "I know the thoughts that I think for you," saith the Lord, "thoughts of peace, and not evil." Glory to God. God only has uh, in sending Jesus Christ. He had a plan. For you and I to be at peace. To live and to walk. And to dwell in peace. Why? Because his motives are all love. Amen. It's all based on how much he loves us. And how much he gave for us. And how he sent the wonderful one. The wonderful counselor. The prince of peace into this earth. The everlasting father to come and to deliver us so that we can live and dwell in peace, glory to God. Thank yes. you, Jesus. Yes. We should be excited about that. Yes. You know, people always, we hear people say all the time, well, we don't hear people say it all the time, Well, people will sometimes think that God does certain things to them that he'll bring certain uh, sicknesses or he'll do this to them, certain harm or you know, on them to teach them a lesson. Well, the book of James chapter 1 says, Every good thing comes from God. He's Amen. a good God. He doesn't yes. have to teach you any, uh, uh, a lesson by punishing you. Amen. He's a God of peace. He's a God of love and a God of mercy. And he sent the Prince of Peace. He, We have been established in peace, glory to God. God doesn't have to do anything negative to you to teach you a lesson. Every good and perfect gift. Comes from God. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look. Let's look at uh, um, Isaiah chapter forty-eight, and we're going to look at verse eighteen. Isaiah forty-eight eighteen. Everybody say, "Thank God for the peace of God." Amen. Thank, Thank God, God, God that God is at peace with us. Hallelujah. Yes. That He brought peace into the earth, and not uh, uh, and not wrath, uh, but He brought peace. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter forty-eight and verse eighteen says. It says, O thou that hast hearkened to my commandments, then hath thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. When you obey God's word, when you walk in faith, obedience is walking in faith in this dispensation, when you, you will obey, when you're walking in faith, you will obey God's word, you will trust his word, you will take him at his word, you will believe his word, you'll be established upon his word. And when you're established upon his word, uh, you will have peace that flows like a river. And, and then very same peace that flows through you, to you and through you like a river, will flow out of you and into other people. Praise God. Glory to God. That's what makes you an atmosphere a changer, as a believer. When you obey God, in other words, when you walk by faith and not by sight, when you learn to trust him, all of your actions change. And what does it say? Faith works by what? Faith mm-hmm. works by love. There it is. We go all the way back to love. All of these things have been established on love by a God who is love. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse three. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 says here, Thou wilt keep, thou wilt keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Is that word trusteth, has to do with faith, has to do with believing, has to do with obedience. Whose mind is stayed or whose mind is fixed on him he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed or fixed on him because you trust in him glory to god hallelujah aren't you Mm -hmm. glad this morning yes thank you jesus when we can trust god god says he gives us the peace that passes Passes all understanding. Mm-hmm. In other words, the natural mind can never, ever comprehend this piece that we're talking about right now. Mm. It can never. The natural mind can never comprehend it. This is a. Let me tell you. Understanding, knowing, is a heart ingredient. Ingredient, knowing in your heart, it's a spiritual thing. Understanding is in your soul mind. It's soul man. Your mind is in your mind. So if we have understanding in our mind about the knowingness in our heart, we will do what. We will begin to walk, we will become spiritual-minded. And Romans chapter 8 verse six says, "To be spiritually minded is what is to be is, is life and, peace. and it is peace. Jesus, God has established peace with us. Through eternity, through our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Well, what's our role? It's to become one with Him, is to get to know Him, to know Him, to trust Him. You're only going to trust Him when you know Him. So that's not in your head, but that's in your heart. You're going to become one with Him when you know Him, when His Word and His truth becomes your reality. And your final authority. So this peace that came into the earth. This wonderful counselor. Who comes to speak to your heart. Who accomplishes things. That no man can accomplish for himself. Mm. Who who, who has established us. In righteousness. His word says. He who knew no sin. Was made to be sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. One who came to accomplish. Great and mighty, miraculous things for you and for, for, for me. Amen. Amen. So we become one with him to get to know him, to love him. We love him because he, we've learned that he first loved us. We've come to grips with that. We know in our heart, we know there's a the knowing again that's established in his word and in his truth, his reality. We know him. So now we understand what we know in our hearts. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. This is just so awesome the way He God has established it. in that plan. When you go back and when you look at uh, over in Isaiah chapter nine verse six, the whole plan is right there. The whole plan. it's, it's about establishing His children establishing his creation in him. So he sent one to which, and let's look at the verse 7 here, and he says, and, uh, da, 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 da. hold on, verse, no, the, verse 6, I'm sorry, he says, for unto us, which we celebrate at this time, is born, a child is born unto us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Aren't you glad you're in Christ Jesus this morning? Mm -hmm. Don't you want to, if you're not, don't you want to be in Christ Jesus? Because everything has been established in his son, in and through this child that was born, that was given unto us, everything has been established. So we find ourselves in him. Uh, When we find ourselves in him, we find ourselves in the kingdom, He is the one that is wonderful. Remember, the one who could accomplish these things that we couldn't accomplish for ourselves. Amen. Mm -hmm. The miracle worker, the one who does miracles, and the one who is called the Prince of Peace. Glory to God. Aren't you glad this morning? Mm -hmm. We have the peace of God. God sent peace. God made peace with man through his son, Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, God established that fact through the covenant that he has with Jesus Christ. That covenant, there was a covenant, covenant established through Abraham of peace and only good. God only wants good for us, so he sent Jesus to bring that goodness to us and to bring that To bring that that supernatural peace to us. A peace that our natural minds cannot cannot comprehend. A God who's promised, a Savior who said, that I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I don't care what you're dealing with in 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 this life. If you're a believer, you're not dealing with that by yourself. If you're dealing with it, you're making a mistake in dealing with it rather than giving it, to someone who can do something about it because once again he is able to do something that we're not able to do ourselves mm-hmm. and he delights in doing these things for us when it comes to trusting and knowing him during this Christmas season uh, I, I, I would pray that each and every one of us through prayer would, would, would our desire should be to get to know him better to trust him, to know him, to spend time with him in prayer, uh, to pray, to speak, to ask for his wisdom. Remember, remember, he's called counselor. He's called wonderful counselor. And he's also, uh, in, in John, and I'm sorry, in the book of Rome, uh, First Corinthians chapter one, verse 30, he said, he has been made unto us wisdom, He has been made unto us wisdom. You see, uh, Solomon sought out wisdom. He had to seek out wisdom because he didn't have the wisdom in him. But you and I have wisdom in us. Let's look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Man, what a great place we're in as believers. How awesome is it that, that the wonderful one The prince of peace the eternal God has put his kingdom on the inside of us that he lives and dwells inside of us let's look at uh, 1st Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30 and he says here he says but of him oh my goodness thank you Jesus but of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. We don't have to do this on our own. He has been made these things for us. And the very next verse says that according as it is written He that glorious, let him glory in the Lord. Let's take this season to glory in the Lord and what he's accomplished for us. Let us be thankful for his obedience (laughs) to the death of the cross, to the full and complete plan of God so that you and I can walk in the victory and that we can live in peace, that we can know in our hearts that God is not mad at us, that God is not furious with us, that God has no plan for harm for us. Amen. That he has no plan to harm us for anything that we've done that we may do. That He settled that with the death, the shedding of blood, of his son's blood on the cross that he's only interested in transforming us and bringing us into the understanding that the Prince of Peace lives, that peace is established in his Son. That it was established in his Son through his death and his burial and his resurrection. We thank you, Father, for the coming of Jesus. Amen? Amen. In this Christmas season that you would be peaceful, that you would uh, be merciful as believers, that that you would speak words of life, that you would speak God's words and not the words that we would normally speak when we're frustrated and when we get upset and when things aren't going our way, that we would know that God sent one to bring us to victory, that he sent one that would do things for us that we couldn't do for ourselves. And that same one who said he'd never leave us or forsake us is still here wanting to do the things in us and for us that we can't do for ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We always have the victory. Always. And in John uh, chapter 14, John chapter 14, and we're going to look at verses 27 Uh, and 28 our savior he says here he says peace peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you what he was and who he is he left for us he put these things inside of us his peace he says peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. Going back to what we said in, in uh, Isaiah 9, 6. He did things that no man could comprehend. He did things that no man could do. Man has his definition of what peace is. But real peace comes from the Prince of Peace. Yes. Glory to God. He says, uh, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. He says, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know <laughs> what an awesome place to be. He says, Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. Why? Because we are established in Christ. And he wants us to recognize it. He wants us to know it in our heart. To recognize it with our understanding and to live in this peace. To access this peace. You have heard, verse 28, how I said unto you, I go away and I come again unto you. He said, if you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I go unto my Father, for my Father is greater than I. We have the whole kingdom of God on our behalf. We have the spirit of the living God, living and dwelling on the inside of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad this morning? Amen. Aren't you glad that we are to live at peace, that we access this peace from the Prince of Peace throughout this season, coming into this next year, after, after all the darkness and all the things that we've seen, all of the death, and destruction that we've seen over the last few years. I never forget, I told my wife, I think about a year even before the pandemic came. I said, you know, this was, I said, I've never seen, we had lost so many people in the family uh, and my extended family as well. We had lost so many family members and even friends and uh, through sickness and to, you know, various different You know, people were passing away. And then the pandemic came in. We know the rest of the story. And then there's such a turmoil and everything that was going on in this nation and around the world. But especially here in our our nation. And, And just pure darkness. But we're going into, we have the Prince of Peace. We want to see through the eyes of God. We want to see through the words of God. We want to change our focus. We as the body of Christ are going to change. We need to change our focus and begin to understand unto us a child was born. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to understand that that uh, God has given us uh, a Savior who has done wonderful and magnificent things that we shouldn't live and we shouldn't be going through the things that we're going through. We have to change our focus Onto what God has accomplished through His Son, and we want to change our focus over this next year, over the and we want to, you know, over this next week uh, going into the, the morning of uh, uh, Christmas Day, uh, and we want to we should really have a, you know, out of you want to give. Look, some of you want to give and you can't give, and some of you want to give and you can give. But we want to give not because it's what. It's because of Christmas Day. We want to give because we're like our father who always give good gifts. Yes. Whose motive is always love. So when you give this year, you want to give out, out of love. And not because you're obligated to give someone, but because you have a heart filled with love. Yes. Then our motives, to my point is, is that our motives this year would line up with God's motives and that we would do things out of love. Yes. And that we would go into this next year with the same motives. It's to do things out of love. And that we would be thankful. You know, uh, the scripture tells us to rejoice. To rejoice. We need to rejoice because everything is done and complete in the Lord. So we need to recognize that that uh, we become one with God, one with Christ, that we're in him, he's in us, that we're in him, and that we need to ask the Lord, help us to develop us an understanding or knowing in our hearts what it means to be in Christ. In other words, our, our focus over these next couple of weeks and into the new year should be our oneness with Christ. Amen. And how we can love and how we can do things out of a heart motivated by the love of God and how we can um, just continually grow in the things of God and not and not focus so much on what somebody needs to do for me and, uh, and um, all the negative things in the world. Because our God is great. Yes. Amen? Amen. And I want to say, I want to go to Matthew chapter 11. I'm going to read verse 28. And I I want to, there are people that are burdened down right now. And that are hurting. And there are those who don't know Christ. And they want to know. They're looking for a way out. They're looking for their way home. They're looking for their way of escape from their misery and from this world system. And I, and I want to share what Jesus said. To I want to share with you what Jesus said in uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. He said, oh my, he says, come unto me, all you, that labor and are heavy laden. He says that I, Will give you rest. Then he goes on, he says, Take my yoke upon you. And what's that yoke? To learn of him. He said, Take my yoke upon me, on you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. So, to every believer and everyone that has not yet met Christ, their Savior, He's telling you to come. He's saying, "I'm going to give you rest." He says, "My burden is light." I'm sorry. He says, "My and my yoke is easy." In verse 29, he said, "Take my yoke upon you and learn of me." Uh, uh, Verse, I'm sorry. Verse 28 says, "Come unto me all that heavy, that labor and a heavy laden, and I will give you rest." And oh, verse 30. I'm sorry, sorry. He said, "For my yoke is easy." and my burden is light. So he wants to bring you in, those of you who don't know him, he wants to bring you into the kingdom, those of you that know him, he wants you, or that are born again believers, he wants you to realize that you can cast all your cares on him. That you need to just die to your flesh and allow him to be what God intended for him to be in your life. amen amen and to the unbeliever those who don't know those who have never heard the gospel preached or those who have heard the gospel preached that didn't understand he wants you to come in he wants you to come home he wants to set up his kingdom in your heart in your spirit man and he wants to he wants to take your burdens he wants to take those things that are holding you back and holding you down that are defeating you every day. And he says to us in Romans chapter 9, uh, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that if you will confess with your mouth to Lord Jesus, that if you will believe in your heart that God raised them from the dead, that you'll be saved. He says, For with the heart, man believes unto the salvation. And with the mouth, uh, man believes on the righteousness. I'm sorry. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So God wants you to accept Jesus into your heart. Now you've heard the word preached. And if you would, if you don't know Jesus, then if you would just ask him, Jesus, I want this life. I want you to be my peace. I want you to be the wonderful counselor that you are in my life. I want you to be the almighty God on the inside of me. I want you to establish me in your righteousness. Uh, I can't do it myself. I'm a sinner. I'm weak. I'm without help. But I need your help. I ask you to come into my heart. Just pray this with me. Come into my heart and live in me. Father God, I believe that Jesus died for me. And I believe that he rose again. And I believe that he shed his blood for me. And I believe that you love me, Father. And Lord, therefore, I ask Jesus into my heart and I'm into your king, and bring me into your kingdom. In Jesus' name. So if you said those words this morning, we welcome you into the kingdom of God and heaven rejoices for you. And uh, the victory that Jesus has won, he won for all of us. And God's not mad at you. He's not mad at you for your past. He's not mad at you for the mistakes you'll make even after you received him. He is the Prince of Peace. He has made peace. He has established us in his peace. And now he wants to build us himself into us to work in our hearts so that we can be that what he called us to be. Yes. So I thank you all for listening to us this morning. I hope you're established in the peace in, in the Prince of Peace. I hope that you'll have peace throughout this entire uh, Christmas season and into the new year. I hope that we all learn to walk into God's eternal peace. And that that will happen once we trust Him. Yes. Rivers, rivers of peace. Rivers of peace for you and I. So Merry Christmas to you and a happy and a prosperous and exciting new year. If you'll look into 2021 Through the lenses of Jesus Christ, you will have the most beautiful view. Amen. You will experience the most magnificent and wonderful year you've ever had. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Amen.